The views and opinions expressed on this podcast do not represent the views of anyone. All facts presented here are 100% true and accurate unless they aren't. We use strong language, including Russian and Latvian here, so listener circumspection is advised. So there I was in the forest when all of a sudden this giant wombat oh, leaps God, out Mike. and goes for my jugular. The wombats? It's just one wombat. I've told you this story a million times. I know you have. It's like... So I look at the wombat and I'm like, hey, I thought you guys were vegetarians. <laughs> and he looks at me and he's like, well, wombats go to eat, mate. And I said, wait a minute, aren't you indigenous to Australia? What are you doing in a forest in Northern California anyway? He looks me dead in the eye and says, fuck you, mate. Santa Claus isn't real either. And he disappears. And that's why I hate wombats. And that's how that story goes 25 million times. And it's it, a good story. It, it is. It's a good way to start the day. You breathe in, you say that story. <laughs> and Every then, single day. And then you get in the shower. Some people do yoga and Mike tells that story. My name is Nora Day. I'm with my co-host, the mid-great Mike Ford, and together we're going to explore something we found in the woods somewhere. Our guest today is Victor Croy, and we'll be talking with him about Black Panthers, particularly the one he spotted in East Texas. Now, North American Pan- the Bla- North American Black Panther, uh, everyone knows... Uh, I mean, people are familiar with Black Panthers in general, but... But Panthers are not generally something you see in America. They're an, and they're actually not said to exist at all. They, are so, they have been reported to be entirely extinct and hunted out, yes. Um, in Arizona. And in Arizona. Okay, so we should... Uh, but I mean, they've been said not to exist... Like, at all, at all. At all. And we'll get into that in a minute because it is so mind-blowing. But first, I'm going to They don't. They don't exist, folks. They kind of do. But they really kind of don't. But they also... They kind of don't. So... uh, But they do a little bit. um, Just to let you guys know, we also have our producer, Tanner Murphy, in studio, and my mom, who is Vic's ride today, uh, Gina Day, in studio as well. So if you hear any maniacal cackling in the corner, that would be my mother. So I wanted to go ahead and start with, do you want to start with like uh, the big cats that have been seen? There are rumors that have, of big cats that have been seen in Texas. Big cats, um, and most of these big cats, I mean most of the indigenous wildcats are a lot smaller in Texas these days. So these big cats actually do stand out quite a bit. So um, there's a story of the Haskell varmint which was spotted in the 1960s in a small town called Haskell, Texas. And I apologize if I am butchering that name. I don't have that drawl that you guys have up there. Haskell. Haskell? Haskell. Like Jimmy Haskell. Is that from Spider-Man? Is that a person? Yeah, no, I think it's Spider-Man's nemesis, one of them. Or Peter Parker's nemesis. Jimmy Haskell? Maybe that's from... Maybe that's from Leave it to Beaver. It's possible. (laughs) It's possible it's Leave it to Beaver. Maybe it's from Ferris Bueller. Also possible. So, the Haskell varmint is actually quite creepy. Uh, I only found some newspaper articles on it from a website that I love called thelonestar-apes.com. Now, all these articles are from Abilene Reporter News, also a city in North Texas. Um, 
Friday, June 14, 1963, the Abilene Reporter News reported, or had a headline saying, Haskell's Varmint Slays Large Calf. This calf was a 154-pound registered Angus calf. Now that's a that's a that's a big calf, and that's Angus beef. That's some actual like prize money right there. Well, this thing knew what it was looking for. Um, it Good was, taste. It was found at 5:30 p.m. Thursday night in a thicket at the edge of a ravine, 12 miles south of Haskell, one and a half miles west of Haskell Stamford Highway on Wind Creek Ranch. It was found by Joe W. Howard, caretaker of a hundred head of cattle. So this guy kind of knew what he was doing. Um, his, you would you would a little bit with a hundred a hundred head of cattle. I mean, you figure he's he's uh, well, it's literally not his first rodeo. Yes, you could say that. <laughs> his throat was slashed. This calf's throat was slashed by claws. Um, so not fangs. Definitely no chupacabras here. Yes, and uh, we sort of thrown this back and forth before um we've talked about the chupacabra on the show before however the chupacabra leaves uh puncture bites and it tends to suck and lick lick the wounds which Uh, is always a good method whereas uh claws and teeth are generally reserved i mean cats that's that's how they do it you see something that's had its throat ripped out by a cat. I just thought you were going to say cats talk. and teeth are generally a poor idea, which is true. Mixing together, yes. Second lick, don't bite and claw. Or use cats. Yeah, don't involve cats. Leave the cats out. Remember, people, love your pets. Just don't love your pets. So, um, I actually spoke with the sheriff of Haskell, Texas. Nice. Um, I, the... It's nice to know that in this day and age, you can actually call up, I mean, in certain small towns, you can still call up a sheriff and talk to someone. Who isn't upset about me talking to him about some ridiculous thing that happened in the 60s? Probably very happy that he wasn't talking to someone who was reporting a guy drunk and shitting in the street. Not that people do that in Haskell, Texas, like all the time. No. Haskell, Texas is probably a great town. I have never done that, I swear. Um, You've not, never shat in the street of Haskell, Texas? Not in January of 85. Never 63? in my life. What? 63? Uh, what? No, 63. What? This, the, I was not the Haskell varmint. Oh. I was not even alive in 63. You weren't? When you when you go ahead and look at newspaper articles that have been uploaded online, they are very grainy and difficult to read. So I couldn't quite read the sheriff's name. Um, so I went ahead and called the current sheriff, who was ten years old at the time. His name is Sheriff Winston Stevens. Um, did he actually did he was ten years old. Did he remember it? I will get to that in a minute. Okay. Um, so Gar- Sheriff Garth Garrett, in one of the articles, it was said that he believed that it was the same creature that killed a three hundred pound calf at uh, a farm a few weeks earlier that was seven miles northeast of Wind Creek. It was very easy for a, a creature like that to travel. And see, I just made a comment about a 150-pound calf being big. To tell you the God's honest truth, I really couldn't tell you how big a 300-pound calf is. I don't know my cattle that well. Is, yeah. that, a, is that a big cow? Does anyone know? Is 300, 300 pounds, is that a medium size? Write to us, comment in our section below, and let us know how big is a medium-sized cow. Angus. Angus. How big is a medium-sized Angus calf? 
Um, so actually, it was really fun to talk to this guy, Sheriff Winston Stevens, on the phone. Uh, thank you, sir, for answering. He kind of, um, I told him that I was trying to do a story on the Haskell Varmint, and he kind of laughed, and he said, you want to do a story on the Varmint? And I said, yeah, I'm curious about it, and I was wondering if you could give me any information on him. And so he gave me the, uh, the names and numbers of a few different people. I really appreciate that, and I spoke to a couple of them. Um, and these were all people who were alive at the time? Yes. I mean, 63. Uh, It takes a little bit to get in contact with someone who actually remembers the story. Yeah, I couldn't really get a hold of everybody uh, from the names, but I did get a hold of a a woman named Dorothy Cartsfield, and she was like, well, I mean, I heard about it. Like, they had both heard about it, but they never actually knew anybody who had seen the thing. Gotcha. Um, Another headline was that uh, June, I mean, sorry, yeah, July 25th, a Thursday in 1963, the Abilene Reporter News had a headline reading, um, Abilene Spots Haskell's Varmint. Uh, it was seen Wednesday at 7 a.m., five miles north of Stamford on U.S. 277 by a woman named Margaret Fisher. She said she could tell it was a cat by the way it walked. It had long legs, a curled-up tail, it was pretty thin, and it was had a dark back. It ran into the bushes when it noticed Margaret Fisher and her friend that she was walking with. Um, then you said it had a dark back. Yes. So essentially uh, they, they were walking and they came across it and um, it noticed them and they noticed it and it ran off. Gotcha. Um, but, I mean, did she say what color it was? Just said it had a dark back. Just said it had a dark back. Yes. And then there was another, um, there was another headline that read, on November 14th, 1964, which was a Saturday... Uh, with first frost cometh the thang. The thang? Spelled thang. And it had a picture of a... It looked like it looked like a jaguar with the regular coloring and everything. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, with the spots and what have you. Uh, so this article claimed that the thang had been around since 1956, devouring cattle and scaring the bejabbers out of people. Not bejeebers. I didn't read it as bejeebers. Bejabbers. It's one of those like fuzzy news articles online, so I couldn't tell, but it, I'm pretty sure it said bejabbers. I'm going to just say that's what's left over after you've already had the bejeebers scared out of you. <laughs> Once you get the bejeebers scared out of you, then you can get the bejabbers. Just and clear then, it all out. And then maybe the bejimbos. I, I don't know what comes after the bejabbers, but that's scary. Bejackles. The bejackles. MP. Now, wait, okay, so this was, um, it was a Saturday, what year was that? 1963. Okay, so that, no, 64. 64 yeah, was when the, uh, the thang returned. All right, so they were claiming that it had been around the area for about 10 years. Yeah, and the weird thing is, the first line in this, I mean, from the headline, and then also the first line in this, it says, when the frost is on the pumpkins, the thing is on the prowl, which was a great first that is, line. Ooh, that's a good way to start a story. But I couldn't figure out why the newspaper claimed that it only appeared in the winter months. I didn't see any other articles from that. Well, again, and we covered this... Um, with the crypto, with the wood ape episode, uh, a lot of times during winter months, uh, the you know the urban, the suburban, the city areas are a little bit warmer. There's food is easier to find. Uh, you get actually end up getting a lot of wildlife in the cities uh, during the winter months. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, yeah. Even just in the winter in California, where it's really just rainy, you generally get a lot more sightings of. 
bobcats, uh, different lar- to find large wildlife world. in the city. That's true. So that could be. Um, in this same article, it claimed that the creature liked to go out at night, which actually lines up with the first couple of spottings, where the first one, the calf, was probably killed sometime in the night, and then the second one, she was walking very early in the morning. It was still dark outside. Um, it maybe spends summers at Kiowa Peak, which was 35, 34 miles northwest of Haskell, according to locals. And that was just, you know, uh, some townspeople saying that uh, that's probably where it is. If it, if, it, if it did hide somewhere in the summers, that's probably where. Um, it was believed to be a mountain lion or a cougar. It's, uh, oh, the county was home to large buffalo kills in the 1870s and 1880s. And after the animal was skinned, meat and bones were sort of just left out because the buffalo was mainly, I guess, in that area at least, used for its skins. And then whatever whatever was left after they got what they wanted out of the animal was, you know, thrown into the garbage. and Or just left on the prairie to rot. And could have lured some bigger animals. Gotcha. Um, they believe that it was about 8 feet, tip to tip, about 300 pounds, uh... It sounds like a child crying. People have heard it, have have reported that it sounds like a child crying in the eerie sort of way that we talked about the skunk ape sounding and the chupacabra. It just sounds like anything that is in the woods and is creepy also sounds like a kid crying. But kids crying is just like a creepy sound in general. It's it's a very instinctive sound. Um, there's a reason why uh, small cats meow, because it mimics uh, child's crying and it automatically makes every human being want to take care of that thing, or if it's the middle of the night, want to run the hell away from that thing. Yeah. Um... Then on Wednesday, February 3rd, 1965, the Abilene Reporter News had a headline reading, Expert Opinions on Haskell Varmint Vary. And that was honestly just a couple of dudes who both claimed to be uh, varmint hunters. Varmint hunters. They both claimed to... One was a varmint hunter and one was a varmint expert. Okay. Well, if you are a hunter, always go with an expert. That's what I say. They should have just paired up and looked for the thing. I spent two years as a vampire hunter, and I made sure to have my vampire expert with me. But I hired a guy who had read the Twilight series, so it didn't work out. It did not work out well for us at all. Not even close. See, you needed him to read an Anne Rice novel. There you go. Or at least watch Blade. I mean, prepare yourself a little bit. (laughs) Now, that is those. This is not the only. I mean. You have large cat sightings all around Texas. There are There's a history of large cat sightings. Yes. However, the only one that's a little bit questionable is the actual, like having a black panther, which are generally, everybody knows, those are only found in Africa or in oh, deep South America. Oh, we'll get into that. Oh, everybody knows it. It's already fact. So. Is it? Um... But, however, you can also find, uh, according to Texas Cryptid Hunter... Dot com or dot blogspot.com. Um, so trustworthy. They have practically had to change their entire front page from cryptid hunt or cryptid sightings to Bl- Black Panther sightings. Wow. Uh, they specialize in Texas. They have a lot of first person sightings. Only a couple of them are, you know, anonymous posts. Um, one of the most uh, detailed that I found was reported on uh, April 18th. 2017, uh, Eduardo Lopez Jr. said, I was working in South Texas down in Dimmick County area one night. 
As I was driving to our yard to call it a night, I saw a big cat sprint across my path. And I would just like to thank Microsoft Word for automatically capitalizing and copywriting the word sprint. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just automatically formatted it for me right into a capitalized <laughs> copyrighted word. Uh, so I... Uh, uh, okay, so as I was driving Did to our really yard to call it a night, I saw a big cat sprint all rights reserved across my path. The way it moved to get under the fence it sprinted to assured me that it was not a cat. The hang size. On, hang on. Wait, wait. Did, did it um, capitalize yeah, I, I, and copyright sprinted as well? No, no, not sprinted. Okay. So only the. So that's still Only the present tense we should copyright sprinted so that, you know, we get them coming and going. Yeah, and if. Uh, well, I mean, if Sprint ever decides to do a commercial where they're like, you've been sprinted, then... Then we would basically own the world. We would own world. Sprint. Yeah. yeah. All right, everyone. I would like to take a moment to give a shout-out to Brothers Construction of Austin. Uh, whether you're building a barn to protect your goats from chupacabra or remodeling your kitchen after Bigfoot found the lima beans, uh, Brothers Construction is the only name you need to know. Fully insured and bonded, Brothers Construction is a full-scale, no-hassle operation specializing in turnkey construction, including electrical and plumbing. If you're in Central Texas, from Dripping Springs to Bastrop, San Marcos to Leander, you need to contact Brothers Construction. Tell them you heard about them on In the Woods somewhere, and they're going to knock $100 off your quote just like that. Find them on Facebook at Brothers Construction ATX, or shoot them an email at brothersconstructionaustin at gmail.com. You'll wind up recommending them to your friends. So he said, the way it moved to get under the fence, it sprinted to, assured me that it was not a cat, or that it was a cat, I apologize. Uh, the way it moved to get under the fence, it sprinted to, assured me it was a cat. The size was rather large, about four feet, and appeared well-fed. The coat was shiny black, not brown whatsoever. The time was about 5 a.m., and it was near the uh, Nueces River. Nueces? Nueces? Nueces. Nueces. There we go. See, uh, we have our resident linguist. My mom is also our resident uh, Texas translator. TexasTranslations.com. Uh, sure. Bought it. Done. Uh, so these, okay, so it's also, it is not unheard of, and it's actually fairly kind of a little bit common now to be citing Black Panthers in Texas. Um Many, many, many reports of not just large cats, but actual Black Panthers running around in Texas. Now, our guest today, you, Victor you, Croy. Have, Victor Croy, you have seen, uh, and I mean, you've actually you've seen one. I have. Where, where were you? Um, I was actually at my house, and it was in the middle of the night when I saw it. Where? Uh, where did you see it? The East Texas area, I'm from Lake Palestine area, and uh, it's lots of trees, as you all know. Yeah, that's out in the, uh, what is it, the Piney Forest? The Piney Curtain. The, the, piney, the curtain. piney Curtain. We just call it the woods. The woods, yeah. Um, I, saw, I saw a uh, map of Bigfoot sightings in Texas. Um, yeah, there's a lot of those around there, too. Uh, the entire, I mean, like, there were probably 500 icons in Texas. I counted... Five of them west of the Piney Forest, all the rest of the icons were located right in that forest. Uh, and it's a, it's a pretty decent size of a little bit of old growth. Uh, yeah, you can, you can walk to Florida and not leave the woods. 
So that's awesome. Yep. So uh, Palestine, how far is that from the border? From the border. Uh, from the border of Louisiana. About two and a half hours. About two and a half hours. Three hours okay. maybe. So kind of just on um, just on a line straight north of Houston. Basically, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just not all of our listeners are extremely familiar with Texas. Uh, it's so we got to narrow it down. It's Palestine, Lake Palestine is two different areas. I'm from the, the Lake Palestine. It's more okay. towards the Tyler area. The okay. Mm. So a couple hours east Coffee of Dallas. City. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Um, so you said now it was it was night. What time of night when you saw this? Probably 2 a.m. Sorry. Say. Uh, how, how far is that from Sabine? I'm not quite sure exactly where Sabine's at. I'm sorry. That's I think okay. you're gonna you're looking at probably about uh, an hour north of Sabine. Okay, well then an hour north and then and Caddo Lake. Yeah. Yeah. I ask that because I wasn't sure exactly where in East Texas uh, you had spotted this thing. So then it's uh, 418 miles to Sabine and then an hour north. So yeah, you can follow those directions. Yeah. That makes sense. Absolutely, you can find anything we talk about on this podcast simply by following. Uh, our directions, which are better than Google Maps. Yeah, don't Trust go us. to Google Maps. Trust us. Well, you might Always not find it on Google Maps. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you said it was about 2 a.m. Uh, did you hear something first, or did uh, you see something? Actually, I heard my dog barking outside. and uh, What kind of dog? Well, that's what I was going to say. It said he's a, it was an Akita dog, which is a pretty tough dog, and it had a, had a reputation for being... It wasn't scared of anything around Gotcha. Okay. And out in the woods, where there's no leashes or, or fences or anything like that, your dogs pretty much roam the, you know, roam the grounds. And uh, so I heard the noise. It was barking up, barking as usual. So I come outside, see what she's barking at, and unusual to her normal actions, she didn't, she didn't want to go up the street. Okay. She didn't want to leave the yard. And Is she I'm, usually an investigator? She's yeah, the first she, one out she there. She normally would just go and handle whatever's out there, and you know that's that. But uh, this time she was, she was scared. She didn't want to leave the yard, so that was odd. So I went, got the flashlight, I go back to the street, and when I look up the street, I shine right on. T- I mean, it was probably about three and a half, four feet long. It was real skinny, but it was a black panther, and it stopped dead in its tracks, crouched down, and looked right at me. Now, about about how tall was it uh, before it crouched down at the um, shoulder, say? Probably the same size as a good sized dog. All right. So it was about dog. two and a half, three yeah, feet? Yeah, about two feet up. Did two it feet have up. a tail? It had a long black tail, yes. Okay. What I remember most about it is it had real long white whiskers. You can see the whiskers clear as day. Wow. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Very interesting. And my dog didn't want nothing to do with it. Yeah. Oh, no. I, I bet not. I wouldn't want anything It looked at me, it uh, seemed like for a long time, but probably a split second, and it turned, and I turned at the same time, and that was that. You know, I was back in the house, and... I ain't gonna tell them what happened to that panther, but it, did it make any sounds at all? No, no, it didn't. My my uncle now, my uncle lives in the same general area as that, and uh, he swears them down. He's heard almost, I don't know, once in a while. His his area rather, you heard growl early in the morning, real loud. He says he hears it. He said that's what that is, the panther. Okay. Made a kill. Has he seen it as well? He hasn't necessarily seen it, no, but he believes that uh, it's that's what it is. It makes a huge like. A roar. Real loud, like, yeah, like a growl. Okay. It's the only thing out there that would make anything like that. So, I'm, I'm hands down without a doubt. It was a panther what I saw. All right. Well, you definitely saw a panther. Yeah, and then... And we're going to... Well, and and yes, and so, so when we talked uh, a little bit at the beginning about, you know, the panthers 
rumored not to exist. Uh, However, you 100% saw a panther. What you we said at the see, beginning that's a of the it show was way too big. It was way too big for any house cat. They exist. Well, the they reason, don't exist. They exist. The they I, don't exist. The reason I am confident that you saw a panther was because uh, panthers definitely exist. And black panthers definitely exist. Panthera is not actually a species, though. Which is why we went into... Do black panthers actually exist? They don't as a species. So a lot of times when you're looking up black panthers, you'll see them in quotation marks. The reason for this is panther, well, panthera, is actually a genus of big cats. Um, It's chiefly made up of snow leopards, tigers, uh, leopards, jaguars, and lions, most having the ability to roar. And fun fact, if they can roar, they cannot purr. So you definitely saw a black panther. The question is, which species of black panther did you see? Another fun fact, the Florida panther is not of the genus Panthera. It's not a panther at all. Interesting. By any definition. The Florida panther, it's, it's not a panther. It's a cougar. But here's, okay, so here's the thing about cougars. The one, the one quote unquote panther that actually exists in North America is the Florida panther. And it's not a panther. It is not of the genus Panthera. No, it is of the genus Puma, which actually cougars and mountain lions are also Pumas. Also Pumas. Officially, they're all, yes, they're all Pumas. And there are a bunch of different species of Pumas, uh, but Puma is a genus in itself. For colors include sandy, brown, reddish brown, light silver, and slate gray. However, there are no known melanistic individuals. Yes, never in history or science or anything has a cougar or puma or a mountain lion or whatever you want to call it produced a completely melanistic offspring. Now, what is melanistic offspring? What are we saying? Okay, so you have what is a black panther? What is this? We obviously know that black panthers are out there. So if they're not their own species of cat, what are they? Essentially, black panthers are melanated panthera cats. So, so any, any cat, large cat. Any large cat that falls into the genus of panthera and also is just born with black fur is a black panther, technically. And so basically includes, the opposite of an albino. Yes. It's kind of a rare happening that some some yes. of these large panthera genus are just so simply if, born with black fur. Correct. And if a snow leopard, a tiger, a leopard, a jaguar, or a lion, any of those born with all black fur, they are technically a black panther. And that's why we say that they kind of exist, but they kind of don't. Because they do exist, just not as their own species and not in the way that most people think that they do. Exactly. Now, according to uh, wildlifejournalist.com and the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department, there are five native Texas cat species. Okay? Uh, five large cats. I'm that, just saying, this information blew my mind when I first figured it, it out. It really kind of is cool because they don't, everyone thinks that they exist, but they don't. But they don't, but they do. But they, but they exist. We, I've seen one in a zoo. Well, Panther, Puma, or whatnot, that was the first time I ever seen anything that backed down my dog, too. Now, okay, and, and that's that's what I was going to say. That's a scary the, moment. It was a scary dog. When your too. dog is afraid of something, yeah, you're thought, just like, oh, shit, it was, we got to go. We yeah. Uh, and, okay, there are only five native Texas cat species, of, a species of large cat. Uh, the Texas Park and Wildlife Department also uh, includes the Margay, 
but trust me, there is no way a Margay could scare your I dog. I don't think it was a Margay. It could not scare your dog. It could not scare... Your I mean, cat. It, it could not scare my cat, okay? Margays are basically small ocelots. And Which are basically ocelot, small jaguars. An ocelot itself, basically, a, a Maine Coon could beat up an ocelot. So maybe two so Maine Coons working two together. Two Maine Coons could beat up an ocelot, and one Maine Coon could beat up a Margay. Yes, and if they were working with a raccoon, that is a television show I would watch. That's just a kids show with a bunch of adorable tiny creatures. Do yourself. A I favor would still and watch it at that point. Look up a Margay. You uh, Google it. You. Uh, it's just oh, it's the most adorable little thing. Okay, so you've got the ocelot, which is way too small to be what you saw. The uh, Margay again, smaller than an ocelot. Uh, like you have the bobcat. Uh, now none of these, well, except for the very last one, none of these are actually of the genus Panthera. Okay. Okay. Um, we also have the bobcat, which is again, it's a large cat. Yep. Small tail, but we're not. Uh, no, uh, there's no tail to it, so it couldn't be confused for a panther. Well, of the small um, animals that um, could be that are native to North America, there's also the Canadian lynx, but that is just in Canada, and it's also way too small. Like you said, the bobcat. However, in 2007, uh, a black bobcat was found in Florida, and that is that was like a random occurrence and it made the papers because less than a dozen black bobcats have ever been reported. Extremely rare melanistic offspring. There have been reported, but extremely very, rare. Very, very rare. And in the same area, I've seen bobcats and I know definitely it was not a bobcat. Yeah, I mean, you know what a bobcat looks like. Yes. You live in you live in Texas, you know what a bobcat looks like. And like you said, it had a long tail and bobcats have a three and a half to 4.3 inch tail length. So there's just no way, plus they're really small. Now, There's no way a bobcat could take down a 300-pound No, calf. no. Now, it could be a cougar. Cougars are large enough to take down a 300-pound calf. And then it but would again, cougars produce no melanistic offspring. And it would technically not be a black panther. It would technically be just a black puma, which, again, has never been spotted. Has never before. actually been spotted because pumas are not uh, members of panthera. Just a little side note... Uh, on January 23rd, 2018, cougars, uh, not the Florida panther, but just general cougars, general pumas, uh, were declared extinct in the eastern U.S. Uh, east of the Mississippi River, cougars are officially extinct. Uh, and, uh, that happened in 2018. Now, yes, they're mainly located in western Canada and U.S. and all of Mexico, Central America, and South America. It could be a lot of these sightings, a lot of these Texas sightings, because one of the most, uh, a native species to America that is um, also had very prevalent with melanistic offspring. All right, so let me know if this sounds like something that you saw. It's called a jaguarundi. All right, native to Texas, high amount of uh, melanistic offspring. A jaguarundi? <coughs> jaguarundi. Which really just sounds like a jaguar pretending to be French with a little mustache so he can hit on chicks. <laughs> Hello, my name is Jaguarundi. He has a beret and like a French loaf with him. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's how jaguars pick up chicks in Texas. Now, when you say chicks, do you mean like 
Yes, no, actual small chickens. For their meals yes. to eat. Yes, this is what I'm talking about. They take, they take the baguette with them so that they have some bread to go with their meal. Yes, and it's a snack for when they're not devouring 300-pound calves. Exactly. <laughs> See how we did that, folks? We brought it around. It was like a magic trick without the coin. Uh, that sounds like a big calf to me, but whatever. Okay, so uh, now a lot of jaguar rundi have been reported south of San Antonio, which really is Central Texas, not uh, East Texas at all. This is not the same area that we're talking about. One uh, anonymous post on Texas Cryptid Hunter uh, reported on uh, April 25th, my birthday, of uh, 2017. I live just south of San Antonio. the best day of the year. That is true. It's a good day. It's a good day. Uh, I live just south of San Antonio in Atosca County. Uh, I see Jaguarundi on occasion when I drive to work in the city as well as in my neighborhood. They are definitely around the area. They're just good at staying out of sight most of the time. So, Jaguarundi. They're about twice the size of a house cat. Uh, typical weight of about 20 pounds. Very, very dark fur. Uh, and they have extremely long tails, which throws off the perspective. So, at night, at a distance... The length of the tail makes it look like a larger cat. Uh, basically, it just it throws off your perspective. You think it's farther away than it is. Any possibility that you saw a jaguar rundi? Twice the size of a house cat. I gotta go with no. No, there's a lot bigger. No. It, it, I mean, it looked like in my mind what a, what a panther looks like. You said three. So I mean, two, three feet maybe at the shoulders, like a large, large dog. So There's no it, way a jaguarundi could be really. I mean, unless you my, just had the, the dog, weirdest perspective it, in the world. That's just not going to happen. With the Akita, they're, they're tough dogs, and my dog was scared of it. So. And yeah, twice twenty pound, and my dog, twenty pound cat. My dog yeah, is. I think it would. Your dog. Twenty five pounds. He could. And he could take a twenty pound cat. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. It, the paw. The paw prints the next day. The paw prints in, in the uh, the road were about the size of my fist. So it was, it was a good... No, I mean, yeah, no, that's a, that's a decent size yeah. right there. Uh, so that the last... is not a little, you know, Jaguar so Rudy. It's just not. The uh, Actually, the big cat that is most often described as a Black Panther... Native to Texas. Which is also native to very southern Texas um, and very southern Arizona is the Jaguar. Um, it's also native to Africa... Most people, when they jaguars? Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry, South America, uh, yes. the jungle, the jungles of South America. Yes. I said Africa. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, which is also native to, to the jungles of South America, and yes, like you said, most people who are picturing a pan, a black panther, in the cliche in their mind, it's a melanistic jaguar that they're actually picturing. Yes. So they've been known to inhabit rainforests, swampy grasslands, evergreen forests, um, dry scrub forests, and mangrove swamps. Anywhere from between southern Arizona to northern Argentina. Um, melanistic individuals are common, more common in jaguars than in other big cats. They're 70, anywhere between 70 and 304 pounds. They're 26 to 29 inches high. Their tail length is 18 to 30 inches. And nose to tail, they are 3.7 feet to 6.1 feet, anywhere in between that. Um, this is one of the four largest cats in the world. Yes, the largest ones are actually found in Venezuela and Brazil. The forest-dwelling jaguars are generally a bit darker and a bit smaller. So that would easily fit the description of your... Of what you actually saw. And, and as, we, I mean, as we've said before, East Texas, while not necessarily being 
it almost looks swamp. Like it is. I mean, it's like borders of a swamp. I mean, there's alligators there. Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean it's it if something like lives in the mangrove be... swamp, you know. I mean, it's that's a East Texas is a good place for it. So it sounds like it to me. The Haskell varmint sounds like maybe a jaguar that wandered a little bit farther north. Very possible. Um, according to the Smithsonian, the jaguar's range historically extended from northeastern Argentina through Brazil, uh, Central America, and Mexico, and followed the mountains along Mexico's Pacific and Gulf Coasts into Arizona, New Mexico, and Texas. However, jaguars were officially, and again, this is what makes this even still a cryptid, that, uh, you know, you're not supposed to be seeing around. Uh, they were hunted out in America. The last jaguar was reported being killed, uh, or the last female jaguar was reported being killed in 1963. And as we all know, once the women go, what's the point in sticking around? Well, this, this probably was 02, 03 when I saw it. Um, now, Arizona made them illegal to hunt in 1969, six years after the last one was killed. So, good job there. Uh, but Texas, it has never been uh, illegal to hunt any sort of large cat. Well, I was also going to say, you said that they were hunted out of Arizona. It could very easily be that if they were being hunted out of Arizona, then they were forced to go east towards Texas. And, and then they stopped when they hit, you know. The best state in the union. Here's the thing. Texas, there's two things about and Texas. they found home. It's not just a bunch of cowboys. Uh, there's a lot of wide open space for critters to hide in Texas. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of undeveloped land here. Also, Texas was built on beef. There is, for large cats, Texas is probably the most abundant food supply in America. That is also true for, um, like, anyone looking for barbecue. Yes. It's, it's, it's the most abundant food supply. It's so very it's hard to find not barbecue here. But the but barbecue why would you is so good. It's so good. Not it's so, here. I had a brisket the other day. A guy had like, he filled it with butter before he cooked it and then he put it in a crock pot. It was just, uh, it literally melted in your mouth. Literally. literally. Not figuratively. Figuratively? Figuratively. Not figuratively. Not figuratively. <laughs> My so I think I think it's very beer right next to him. I think it is uh, extremely possible um, that there are melanistic that there are jaguars living in a Texas that that uh, population has come back, um, and I mean yeah the idea this is probably the most realistic cryptic episode we've done just because they've been seen a lot the North American black panther definitely. Even though it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. It exists. It doesn't, It though. really exists. And they are... It doesn't. But it does. But it doesn't. But it really... Okay, okay it, it doesn't. It kind of does. It does. totally doesn't. It kind of does. No, not at all. A, li I mean, a little bit. Really I mean, it kind of... It totally doesn't. All right. So, we had a sign-off that we were thinking about doing, and I forget what it is now. Uh, so, I'm just going to ramble a little bit. Uh, I'd like to absolutely thank thank you, Vic, very much for coming yeah, in and no telling problem, your story. No problem. Um, this is uh, thank you, Mother, for um, translating Texas words for us. This is the best place to come in and tell your story because we believe you. Well, I appreciate uh, that. Uh, there's lots of stories coming out of those woods. I imagine. Yeah. No. There's. Uh, 
We might end up doing a uh, haunted you... haunted forest episode. Uh, we'll and, be able to cover and the piney curtain, we are gonna have some stuff that no come out of the there. woods. The, the woods, the piney woods. That is politically correct. I just call it the woods where I'm from. I uh, just the woods. Fair enough. We're home. Aww. There you go. I like that. Well, uh, whether it's home or it's a panther or it's a wood ape. Uh, whatever you're seeing, whatever you're talking about out there, we will uh, see you out in the woods somewhere. Find us on our Facebook page, In the Woods Somewhere, or on our website, inthewoodsomewhere.com. You can follow us on Twitter, at InTheWoodsCast, or you can just shoot us a story or a question, or just tell us how much you love us at contact at inthewoodsomewhere.com.